Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Everybody, 1008 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Wilmer Roddy Show. Wilmer Roddy, your host. That's Royce, our master of ceremonies, and you, our beloved radio audience. Um, I said this at the end, end of the last hour. I, I know there's things that folks are uncomfortable talking about. Um, I know the, the most, probably the most uncomfortable thing I hear about is abortion. And now becoming the next most uncomfortable thing is as a relative new phenomenon is uh, gender dysphoria. But, you know, again, because it's uncomfortable, <laughs> that's we shouldn't talk about it. You need to know what's going on for the sake of your kids, for the sake of your grandkids. I just read you these numbers. A vast majority of Americans, parents, vast majority, 72 to 80 percent against teaching kids they can change their gender in school, against not being notified in advance that there's going to be this kind of instruction and allowing the kids to opt out against the school, not notifying parents or guardians that the child wants to identify an opposite gender. You know, this is what's going on. This is what you need to know about it. And um, there's just some horrible, horrible things that are taking place. And, uh, you know, we need to talk about it. But joining us now on the hotline, is a, uh, I, I think someone who has a good handle on these things, someone who has a, a, a balanced perspective. Uh, he's the executive director of the uh, Connecticut Catholic Council, has been on the show, and good friend for years, uh, Chris Healy. Chris, welcome back. Thank you. Well, appreciate it. You know, let me, let me just start by asking you, I mean, why, why should we talk about things that are uncomfortable? 
Well, when there's a, a moral imperative, I think we all, as whether we're people of faith or not, to keep our our culture, our our sense of humanity together, requires people to have and be challenged into these issues that that are literally a matter of life and death. Mm-hmm. Uh, protecting children uh, is a sacred uh, responsibility, mm-hmm. uh, whether you have children or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's happened over the last, I'd say, decade is the secularists and others have taken a very, uh, you know, a very important topic, one that affects a very small percentage of our population, but it still affects people, whether it's one person or a million, mm-hmm. about gender dysphoria, confusion on children about their gender. And what what has happened, as often the case is, that slowly but surely, we have allowed the state, the state, to try to take over the roles and responsibilities of parents, uh, and have taken it from an era where we were, you know, providing counseling and guidance now to where uh, acts of what I would call simple mutilation and abuse against children with some of these transgender initiatives promoted by a very small group of people who, have, who punch way above their weight politically. Um, and it is supported by our culture, by our media, by the glorification of transgenderism. Um, and that's that's the reality. So it's up to people to, to work within that reality and to protect children and as you said, I mean, right here in Connecticut, you know, we have a couple of hospitals that engage in gender-affirming care, which is a very dangerous buzzword, which includes everything from offering puberty blockers mm-hmm. to testosterone to children. Um, and whether their parents are even a part of it or not, in many cases, that's another issue that hasn't been fully addressed about where the rights of parents intersect with their children. This is going on. And these two institutions also, since all money is fungible, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, receive state aid, federal grants, uh, reimbursements into their coffers. So it's a money maker, a huge money maker. It's a money like maker, a and they're not money maker. They're not paying attention to the very people they claim to be helping and, and administering care to. I broke. I told this story about a month and a half ago about Chloe Cole. Chloe, uh, uh, born a girl started identifying as a boy age 12, given without the parent's permission or knowledge, puberty blockers, testosterone treatments, and then at 15 she was uh, had a double mastectomy. Well, now she's coming out of the fog of adolescence, and she's recognizing what a huge mistake it was. And she says she was failed by the system. I'm reading this from an article from uh, New York Post. I was failed by the system, and I lost organs. Now, why is she speaking out now? Because President Biden has recently expressed his support for gender-affirming medical treatment. Well, I mean, the, the president of the United States? Seriously? Well, well, the worst part about it, and your viewers should understand the context of it, last week he was part of, like, again, another insane, childish maneuver by the administration to influence people through TikTokers. And unfortunately, or whatever, a 25-year-old, and I'll be kind with this, a performance artist, a transvestite performance artist, asked the President of the United States whether states should stop gender surgeries against children. Mm-hmm. And the President, without flinching, said, oh, no, this is a moral, legal 
right. Uh, and I just you begin to wonder, you know, as the recent poll came out, you know, 80% of the public, in a CBS poll said that the country's out of control. And we are out of control mm-hmm. when we allow the President of the United States to affirm what is, at best, child abuse. Um, mm-hmm. at, at worst, something even more heinous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have to ha- we have to have compassion, and we have to provide care and counseling to young people who experience gender dysphoria. And we're not we're not laying judgment on anybody. We're not even saying when you're 18, you're free to do what you want. This is about children, mm-hmm. and you know, the idea that people make money off of it, the idea that people uh, glorify it, uh, the idea that people try again to sever the responsibilities and the, and the family from itself. That's what's really going on here. You know, this, our culture strength is a strength based on the family mm-hmm. and it's under assault and has been under assault for a long time uh, by a lot of people that don't believe in the family unit. They don't believe in uh, the faith that binds the family unit. Um, and they seek through their own, uh, public policy initiatives carry those things out and people need to be aware of them whether they have children or not because these kind of things can apply to any other sort of mandate by the state where again the state knows best the state intercedes whether it's in the school districts or in our health care facilities and you know people as we approach an election need to ask people that are running for whatever office if you're running for a state office well State legislature decides the rules and regulations by which our hospitals are run. Federal congressional delegation decides on Medicare, Medicaid reimbursements. Uh, these, they all have a role to play in this. And, you know, we should obviously spend what we need to spend to help children at this age to work with families when they're experiencing this issue. Um, if they reach adulthood, they certainly are free to explore whatever avenues they want. No one's saying they they shouldn't or can't. But when we're talking about children, it's a whole other ball game. And the statistics are there on suicide. The statistics are there on the health and, and emotional problems. Children who engage in this sort of uh, tran- transitioning or whatever you want to call it at a you know an age under 18 that have problems, including the topic of the example you cited. Um, and indeed, in England, in the Great Britain, the National Health Service has stopped doing these procedures. Yeah. Stopped doing them. Stopped promoting. Stopped initiating them. And obviously, having the British taxpayers pay for them. Um, well, we know so we've caught on why video. Don't we so look at, why don't we take a look at what's going on in Great Britain, mm-hmm. and maybe apply that so we don't make the same mistakes? With, well, obviously, that we're doing, but uh, you know. The same people that love to want to pattern America after Europe and European culture should take an obvious look at, at, at the effects it's having in those cultures as well. We, we've caught here in the United States on video several times hospital officials in, in Washington, in, in, in Nashville, talking about how lucrative these transitioning surgeries are. And in the case of the National Hospital, where an administrator said, if if you don't, if you don't, if you're not willing to do these surgeries because you have some moral objection, then you shouldn't be working at this hospital. 
So, I mean, they're, now they're, they're turning it into their own moral argument, as warped and, and perverted as it is. But we're, we're doing something. We're, we're damaging these children, and, and it can't be fixed. You know, the, the damage that puberty blockers do at such an early age, the introduction of testosterone for gr- uh, girls at such an early age, and then the surgeries themselves, we are, we are permanently damaging these kids. And Why we would allow the ingestion of chemicals to, to, I, not the greatest word to use, but to retard or to inhibit sure. natural, yeah. God-given growth of, of a human being is nonsensical. Um, and then to add to it mutilating surgery mm-hmm. when, you know, genetics and science say you are created, we think, but in the image of God, but you are created genetically as you are created. Yeah. Now, there are issues that happen that we're not dismissing and we're not minimizing those implications and that's where the focus should be. Um especially with children. You know, adults are a different matter. An adult you're an adult. Right. You, know, you, you, you want to whatever you want to do. I mean, you can do what you I mean, do. I mean, Caitlyn Jenner. Right. Caitlyn Jenner sure. spoke out about this numerous times that listen, uh you know, how old Bruce Caitlin was when they decided to transition. That's a, if you're an adult, that's a whole different story. But when you're when you're when you're abusing these children, when you and when you're shielding, when you're hiding it from parents, legal guardians. I I mean I think that almost makes the issue maybe not as damaging because they're not being damaged physically, but it's certainly. Uh, a lack of transparency. It's certainly a lack of honesty, and and I don't know how school administrators could feel good about taking well, advantage of these children. School like administrators that. and teachers. These transgender rules are promulgated by the State Department of Education. There's a booklet that was issued in 2017, which lays down the guidelines for these teachers on how to and administrators and social workers on how to behave about this. So it is easy to blame. It's not, you know, it's unfair to sometimes blame the people at the local level who are, again, following policies that are initiated and have been initiated by the state. And these things, these these regulations are authorized by the legislature. That's the process. A lot of people Mm -hmm. seem to think these things sort of happen out of whole cloth. They don't. It's Mm -hmm. a long, uh, planned, methodical, slow-go approach to, to attaining their policy initiatives. And it started, this is how Roe v. Wade came about, was the abortion lobby. They slowly nicked away until they got the right set up in the Supreme Court and won that case, which has mercifully been superseded by the Dobbs decision, where we would actually return these decisions to the states where they belong. Well, this is an issue as well that's within the state purview. It doesn't help when the President of the United States says states shouldn't be allowed to do what they're entitled to do under the Constitution. Another thing he conveniently sometimes forgets, among other things. Um, but it, 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 it just speaks to the insanity of our culture now that, you know, the President of the United States sits in a room and is surrounded by a bunch of dilettante TikTokers uh, to promote some bizarre agenda that he thinks will, will be, uh, you know, embraced by people who sit on their phones all day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you and me. So. Well, yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, people are usually telling me what's going on about social media more than I'm finding it out for myself. Well, that's but, encouraging. Um, you know, I, I guess uh, I go back to the original question, Chris. I, I know people are uncomfortable um, with this topic. I know people are uncomfortable talking about abortion. But uh, something I enjoy listening to, Jordan Peterson, who's a uh, professor, philosopher from Canada, he said, he said the very nature of, of conversation is such that you're, you're, you're not going to be able to avoid strong emotional responses anytime you talk about something that's uncomfortable. And just because it is uncomfortable doesn't mean you shouldn't talk about it because clearly the most important major things in life will cause some discomfort when they're discussed. There have been many issues in our culture where the public chose not to discuss or to endorse. So it was in the early part of the century, it was the women's right to vote. Mm-hmm. It was anti-Semitism in this country in the 40s, which, you know, where many people chose not to know what was going on in Europe. Mm-hmm. The civil rights movement where people in many parts of the country ignored the, you know, the inequality among black and white America. Eventually, we had to have the conversation, and eventually we got to the other side of it. This is no different. This is a, this is a, this is a true civil rights issue for children. Sure is. Do children have civil rights? protected on the Constitution. And this is this what's going on here is an attack on children and families. And as we approach an election, you know, people should ponder and ask and take the time to go online and see where certain candidates stand on these issues. And if if for I will tell you many of them are conveniently not promoting it because they don't want to have the discussion, but right. they should. They should because what'll happen is we'll just sort of Meander through an election, no one will say anything, these things will happen, no one will say anything, and then before you know it, we're going to have even more sad consequences of this transgenderism rearing its head in the years to come with a lot of damaged children who have now damaged adults. Well, the reason, too, we're talking with Chris, Chris Healy, um, the reason elections have such big consequences are we already have had the House has passed this, they call it the Equality Act. It's moved along to the Senate now, no decision. But the bill will make gender identity a protected class equivalent to race, require schools to allow biological men to compete in women's sports, use women locker rooms if they, if they identify as a male. I mean, this next election could not be more important because we've got to get some sanity back into Washington. And we cannot allow bills like this Equality Act to take place because you know Biden would sign it in a heartbeat, and and you know how hard it is to unwind laws. It's one thing if you can undo an executive order; it's not hard, but unwinding laws is difficult at times. And uh, it is, but also don't lose fact that a lot of uh, what you're talking about can also be settled at the state level, and yeah. the state's ability to do something can set the tone and often withstand a legal challenge. We've had incidents in this state where boys were allowed to compete with girls. There was Mm -hmm. a famous incident several years ago Mm -hmm. um, on a girls track team where uh, two boys identified as girls and ended up winning the state open. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but we're, but, but that's track. It's what's known as sort of non-contact sports. I think would stop theoretically these forces from a boys playing in field hockey or in soccer mm-hmm. or you know, just name the sport basketball. Well, we Is that what we're heading? 
Um, yeah, swimming. I mean, these are just, you know, the, the absurdity of it is, is pretty evident, but unless people take action and express themselves, it will go on. Right. It will go on unless people take action to say no. Sorry, boys are boys and girls are girls. They all have their teams, and um, we're not going to engage in this kind of thing. Because literally, someone will get hurt. Aside from the fact that it's just wrong, and for for some of the most obvious reasons, aren't even worth discussing. They're just so self-evident. But that's mm-hmm. the insanity of, of I think what people are frustrated about is to say, well, how do these things happen? Well, you know, how did 8 million Jews die? Because no one said anything. Right. Because right. no one, you know, took the action that needed to be taken. Um, you know, why did African Americans live in, in poverty, destitution, have their rights denied for so many years? Well, because people said nothing until they did. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to, to not equate this with those issues, with those challenging moments well we're not gonna we're certainly not gonna say not not on our watch chris we're, we're not gonna be silent we're not gonna we're not gonna be chilled we're not gonna be intimidated we're gonna we're gonna talk about these issues because people do need to know hey uh chris thank you so much for coming on i i always appreciate talking with you and and diving into your vast vast research experience and knowledge chris healy's the executive director of the Connecticut catholic conference chris thanks again appreciate it thank you father Okay, uh, we're take a break. Come back and uh, let's see. Chris Powell, two Chris's back to back. Chris Powell, all things Connecticut. When we return, stay with. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just three ninety nine. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at two fifty. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur Pedic. Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, welcome back to 1039 WTIC. Anybody else like this? You're, you like you like being places on time, and maybe some in your family doesn't, and so you have to lead them a little bit and say, "Well, we have to leave at 7:30." When really you have to leave at eight, but you know to get ready. <laughs> I bet you there's couples. I bet you there's people out there who struggle with that. That you are habitually late, not because of you, but because of someone else, and you see it's out of your control. No, just uh, you got to get more time. You got to lead them up a little bit. Hey, uh, joining us now as as is our Tuesday tradition. Uh, he writes for the Journal Inquirer. Writes uh, for other other local, state, local papers, and and was the former managing editor of the Journal Inquirer. Always has interesting contributions for us. The one, the only, Chris Powell. Chris, welcome back. Hey, well, great to be with you. Hey, you know, I I got to tell you, I've been watching a lot of ads on tv and i'm getting gosh they start bombarding us with the jumbo postcards right they're all over the place and it's like i've never i never remember an election where so many times they said well so-and-so's to this for connecticut or so-and-so's to that for connecticut and, and it's back and forth but i'm not i'm not hearing a lot of issues running important things that are affecting people in connecticut here i'm hearing contests about this one's more pro-life than the other one's more pro-life it's just is it is it is it me or do you think it's is that actually the case of our election cycle this time, Chris? Well, we we do see some uh, issues and uh, hyperbole and even demagoguery in the TV ads for uh, uh, you know congressional candidates. But I, I think on the state legislative level, uh, you were talking about the cards that come in the mail. I mean, very few of those say anything other than to, you know, tout the basic uh, human virtues of the candidates themselves, most of those cards. Uh, you could exchange uh, what one candidate says with what the other candidate says about himself, and, you know, you wouldn't uh, wouldn't cause any controversy at all. I mean, everybody, you know, wants to know that, uh, wants you to know they, they, they care and that, uh, you know, they're loyal sons or daughters of the state and everything like that but uh the, the issues are are usually very much lacking in the state legislative uh, races and i to, to me uh, uh you know interested as i am in public policy it's it's so disappointing because there's so many important policy issues out there just just being ignored on the uh, state legislative level 
Again, another thing I'm noticing, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it seems like more than ever, candidates on signs, yard signs, on postcards. I got one yesterday. I looked front and back, knew, knew who the person was, so I knew that, but looked front and back to see if they were Republican or Democrat. Does it seem like candidates are kind of hiding from their parties a little bit more? Well, I don't know about the Democrats, but certainly the Republicans, for, for years, Republicans in Connecticut have have omitted their party affiliation from their, their advertising. Uh, and the rationale for it has been that, well, the Republicans are really a small party in Connecticut. There's about twice as many unaffiliated voters as Republicans. There's about twice as many Democrats as Republicans. So Republicans figured that... Uh, if they put the party name on their their advertising and signs, they wouldn't get a second look. Uh, but that that also <laughs> gives the impression that you're in, you're ashamed of your party. And, right, uh, right. Uh, I you know think that Republicans who have positions on issues might actually have uh, something they'd want to be known for as as, as Republicans. Uh, at least look, I, I think candidates they've got to give people a reason to vote for them. Uh, and if if Republicans don't put their party on their on their signs or on their their mailers, their brochures, I, I think the the implication is we're, we're we're ashamed of the party, and it it's a stronger implication now that the Republicans are are you know fighting the taint of uh, of Donald Trump. Uh, you know, I, I happen to think there's you know a few good reasons to be. A Republican in uh, in Connecticut, and that, uh, Republicans can stand stand for, you know, certain uh, certain principles. But uh, if if they're not going to let us know what uh, what they are, uh, you know, they're not going to win elections. And to, to your point, the card postcard that I won't say the name, the postcard that I received that I was searching to see if I could find the word Republican or Democrat, um, it was a Republican candidate because I knew who it is. So um, I guess that's true. Republicans more than Democrats hiding. But there's some really ish, there's some key issues, that, and you wrote about this uh, uh, yesterday. There's some key issues that aren't being addressed at all. And I think one of the big things is I want to know, with all the COVID craziness and the money, the billions of dollars of COVID money spent, we need to know, whether or not test providers were were double dipped, did they get paid from the the Connecticut Public Health Department uh, and, and and insurance? Did did they get both or or no one's talking about that at all? Well, the Connecticut mayor did a story, uh, I guess, last week about uh, a finding in a state auditor's report saying the uh, health department uh, had not uh, determined whether. Uh, COVID-19 providers that were paid millions of dollars by state government were also collecting insurance reimbursements for the same tests. And if, if they, the providers got such insurance reimbursements uh, when they'd already been paid by uh, state government, they were supposed to turn that uh, insurance reimbursement over to state government. But uh, according to the auditors, the health department never made those checks and i my my guess is that the health department's never going to make those checks and that this is just going to uh, to slip through um it's a very interesting story very concerning story that the mayor did but uh, did any legislative candidates comment on it not haven't that i could see haven't heard a word how how about the fact that uh our our wonderful pura public utility regulatory authority 
Electric, the Overseas Electric, has has ordered oh, unfunded mandates, right? They've ordered uh, Eversource and, and UI to give low-income house, households discounts from 10 to 50%, but the state's not going to reimburse that? That's, that they're not going to pay the, the insurance co- the electric companies back for making these wide, wide-ranging discounts? Who's going to yeah, pay this, for it? This is a, it's another sneaky backdoor welfare program that uh, uh, the Connecticut Examiner, uh, uh, which is an Internet uh, uh, paper, uh, reported about uh, the other day, and I, I didn't find any other news organization in the state uh, reporting it. The uh, uh, Public Utilities Regulatory Authority uh, just uh, told uh, uh, Eversource and uh, United Illuminating to... Uh, uh, give discounts of, a, of as much as 50% to lower-income houses, house, households on their uh, on their electric bills, and uh, there's going to be no reimbursement from state government to the utilities for cutting the uh, cutting the bills in the low-income houses. No, the the uh, the money that is uh, going to subsidize the electric bills of the low-income households will will be collected in higher rates for everybody else. Uh, and of course, when people see the higher rates that they're they're paying, uh, they're going to blame the utility companies. They're not going to they're not going to blame uh, state government. This is the kind of system that that state legislators, politicians love. They love to hide taxes in in the bills of uh, of the utility companies. There's all sorts of social costs that are hidden in in the charges that uh, the the electric utilities uh, levy against uh, their their customers but this is a story uh, that affects everybody in the state is going to raise electric rates to for everybody in the state except uh the poorest people and nobody has told the uh the public about it except uh, one story in the Connecticut Examiner it's a it's a hidden tax on, elect- on electricity bills, and ordinary, ordinarily politicians are complaining about electricity bills all the time. Well, here is a, a, a hidden increase in electric bills, and nobody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's it's like I heard Biden, uh, President Biden, last night. Uh, yes, they spoke about the fact that you know big oil companies are making profits, and they need to, you know, turn that back to savings and discounts, or they're going to get taxed at a higher rate. Well, the fact of the matter is, the oil companies don't set the gas prices. That's that's done at a, at a more local level. But the gas prices are all public companies, and they have a they have a fiduciary responsibility to try to bring dividends to the to the stockholders. So, I mean, it, it's not that I don't think, unless I'm misunderstanding the industry, it's not that the oil companies are gouging anybody. It's that demand is so high; they are selling. <laughs> oil like crazy, selling gasoline like crazy, and that's why they're they're seeing these 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 high profit numbers. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, we we have a market economy. We used to have a market economy, and uh, the oil companies are entitled to uh, charge what people will pay, and pe- people are entitled to pay what they want to pay. Uh, what's happened here is that because of the Democratic National Administration. Uh, supply of uh, oil and other fuels has gone down, uh, and uh, you know demand has either stayed the same or it's gone gone up. I mean, part of this is the world problem of the 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 the, the war with uh, Russia and Ukraine and the uh, uh, sanctions against uh, you know Russian oil in the West. But you know, oil is is fungible just like money. If if Russia can't sell to uh, 
to Europe or the United States, they can sell to China, who can sell to Singapore, who can sell anywhere they want. And it can, you know, the oil can still come back around here. But uh, the big problem is a lack of production. And why do we have a lack of production? Because when he came into office, President Biden uh, proclaimed that he was going to destroy the oil industry. Yeah. And now he's, he's denouncing them for not investing in, in refineries and more production. Well, of course they're not going to do it while he's pledged to destroy them. If they sink some investment into a, a new refinery, and I don't think we've had any substantial no. refinery built in the country no. for, for 50 years, if, yeah. they, if they sink more money into refineries, if they sink more money into production, uh, they, they've got to be afraid that, you know, two years from now, Biden, Biden's going to impose more, more punitive policies on them. Uh, th- th- this is exactly what the liberal Democrats wanted. They wanted to destroy the oil industry uh, before uh, green energy was, you know, ready to take over the oil that we don't have anymore. And uh, to blame the industry for high prices uh, is insane. The government is, is the cause of all this. Well, can you imagine the, the, I would call it hubris of Johanna Hayes when I hit her on last week and I said that the Biden administration, whom she supports, had declared war on the oil industry. She denied that. She did, I'm like, are you kidding me? And, and it's like from, from day two in the administration when he canceled the construction of the XL pipeline. That's when it started. And guess what? Gas prices have been going up ever since. Oil prices went up ever since. To deny that there's a war by this administration on, on the oil industry, I mean, that's just ludicrous, I think. Well, they they had their years of virtue signaling for green energy, and uh, you know they didn't produce it. It's not here. It's not it's not ready. I mean, maybe it'll be ready someday. But uh, uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, winter winter's coming on, and uh, you know what is heating oil now? Six dollars a gallon. Oh, I mean, good gosh. luck, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. All right, let's shift gears for a second. We've got a few more minutes there. Uh, this is always a, a, a strong issue for you, Chris. And that's education in this state. And certainly all of the recent indicators have shown us that students have not fared well during COVID. Big drop-offs in reading and math across the board. Um, but but, but you're, you're, you're saying it was, it, was, it was a problem before that. It, it wasn't COVID that these numbers were down. We had problems before that. Talk to, speak to that for a moment. Yeah, the the uh, uh, not annual report. I guess every three years, the National Assessment of Educational Progress puts out what they call the nation's report card, which uh, uh, reports the proficiency levels of uh, fourth and eighth graders in, in English and math. And this year's scores, predictably enough, were you know substantially down, shockingly mm-hmm. down. And everybody wanted to attribute this to the. Uh, interruption in schooling that resulted from the virus epidemic. But if you look at the data uh, more closely, uh, you find that uh, Connecticut's uh, National Assessment of Educational Progress scores have been declining sharply since uh, 2011. Mm. Uh, they, they, they They were falling sharply, you know, almost a decade before the epidemic. Now, I don't doubt that the uh, the epidemic and the interruption to schooling uh, caused the uh, scores to to fall even more. But we've had a long term trend, uh, uh, you know, going going back even to 1998, 
uh, on the proficiency tests, a long-term trend of, of decline. Uh, and it's, it's a problem that's much bigger than the epidemic, but of mm. course, you know, the educators and, and the elected officials don't want us to know that this problem is far bigger than the epidemic and has been mm-hmm. going on far, far longer. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it, it has been going on so long because the, you know, uh, other than promoting transgenderism, the only the only solid policy we have in schools in Connecticut is social promotion. Yeah. Uh, you know, after uh, after a few years in school, uh, kids figure out that it doesn't matter how they perform. It doesn't matter how much effort they put into their their studies. They're going to get promoted anyway. Right. Uh, we, you know, kids are, are, are being promoted uh, illiterate from grade to grade, and when they, when they get out of high school, uh, you know, more than half of the kids are not proficient in math, and more than half are not proficient in uh, in English, but everybody's going to get a diploma. Now, why should uh, why should any anybody perform in in school uh, if uh, if he's going to advance anyway? The system tells him you don't have to work. Uh, you know, maybe if you've got parents at at, at home sure, and, sure. and and they pay some attention to you, uh, those those kids uh, you know tend to perform better. But you know, half the kids in the state don't have parents, and the schools. Uh, uh, don't make that any better for them because the schools tell them now. Look, your your, your social emotional learning and your self esteem are more important, and uh, uh, we're going to promote you anyway. So you want to know why kids fail? It's because the system doesn't tell them they've got to succeed. Right, right. Well, you know, it's just funny too, though. Um, people are are quick to to use COVID um, for for whichever you know. Plus or minus is in the poll, so happens. Hey, Chris, we got to go. Thank you so much. Appreciate you as always, and uh, we'll connect next week. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Bye bye. All right, guys. Hey, that's it. Out of time. Great show today. Thank you for your help, Chris Healy, uh, Chris Powell, two Chris's, Chris, Chris. Never had that before. Uh, Matt Sorys. Thank you, and and you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Uh, tomorrow we will get back right at it. So enjoy the stay warm, a little gloomy today. Enjoy the time. God bless you. I love you guys. See you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.